Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Blessings and peace to you wonderful people this great day. Thanks for listening. I hope your day is going incredible. If it's not, you can certainly change that around and say, Heavenly Father, lead me this day. Open up doors for me this day. Guide me through the day. Give me a day that will change lives for you, and he will. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for all those that serve you. And Lord, I thank you for those that have family members and friends that aren't Christians. Lord, that they would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, people would understand the significance of believing in you and trusting in you and giving their life to you. Help each one of us be that living witness every day in this lost world, that people will see you in our lives, and they'll want to have what we have, and that is eternal life through you. Thank you, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's certainly always a joy to be able to share with you, and I like today. It's, it's a joy. Well, I'm leaving Paul for a little bit here this week, and I'll end up closing my Paul series probably next week as I catch up in my own life with the uh, book of Paul in my series. So, But I'm going to go to the Old Testament today. I'm going to go to Ezekiel. You've heard that name. Ezekiel came down in the middle of the field, angels working on the chariot wheel. Remember that? Ezekiel. The name Ezekiel means God is strong. And you know what? God is strong. God is so strong. He is our fortress. He is our mighty God. I remember that old hymn, What a Mighty God We Serve. The book of Ezekiel is a demonstration of the strength of God, in fact. God called Ezekiel to be a key prophet in a land that was overwhelmed with sin and idolatry. God used Ezekiel to call people back to God as they often had departed from serving him. I have a hard time understanding how people can do that. We fall victim of the world over and over again because we just like too much the fun things that the world offers that are against God, and that is unfortunate. Something we all uh, know throughout the ages of life, there's things we deal with, and that's going to be those temptations, and that's going to be sin. It'll always be before us. People desiring to serve God and, and resorted to wicked ways in this book, and they followed the pattern of the world, just like many are doing today. Ezekiel is written and. Oh, somewhere around the late 500 B.C.s, with God directing Ezekiel to lead the people. God promises Ezekiel that I'll put a new spirit within you. That should be the desire for all of us, that God would give us a new spirit, a spirit of joy and of anticipation and of great things that God wants to do in his people, things he has wanted to do from the very beginning of time. You know, Israel made uh, excuses for idolatry. Uh, what is idolatry, just in case you don't know? It is everything that we put before God. And Israel was putting anything and everything before God, just exactly like what America is doing today. God has been shoved to the back burner, and people are trying to take him out of everything. The people were living according to their own desires, their own wants. They forgot the God of heaven who created them in his own image and purpose for them to live on this earth and had a plan for their life. Oh, but God forgot that. Every time they would fall away, God would bring judgment to wake them up. That's a sad day, but it happens, folks. 
Judgment comes many times to wake us up. It's too bad one has to wait for the judgment and discipline of God to get our attention. They're always looking to blame someone else. It was always someone else's fault. Isn't it funny? When sin is prevalent in our lives, we find it handy to come up with a good reason to blame everybody else. You hear it. I hear it all the time. Israel was blaming their forefathers and even God for their sins and for having to face the judgment of God. I've met with many people in my life who will blame their lives on someone else and their past on someone else. God doesn't pull any punches. He speaks straightforward to Ezekiel. I want to read you today Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 3 through 13. So bear with me just for a moment as I read God's holy word. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. For everyone belongs to me, the parent as well as the child. Both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. Suppose there is a righteous man and who does what is just and right. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or look at the idols of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife or have sexual relations with a woman during her period. He does not oppress anyone, but returns what he took in pledge of a loan. He does not commit adultery, but gives his food to hungry and provides clothing for the naked. He does not lend to them at interest or take a profit from them. And he withholds his hand from doing wrong and judges fairly between two parties. He follows my decrees and faithful, faithfully keeps my laws. That man is righteous. He will surely live, declares the sovereign Lord. Suppose he has a violent son who sheds his blood or does any of these other things, though the father has done none of them. He eats the mountain shrines. He defiles his neighbor's wife. He oppresses the poor and needy. He commits robbery. He does not return what he took in pledge. He looks to the idols. He does detestable things. He lends at interest and takes a profit. Will such a man live? He will not. In fact, when I'm reading this in the Bible, it has an explanation point. So it says like this, He will not, because he has done all these detestable things. He is to be put to death. His blood will be on his own head. I don't know about you folks, but that's a very straightforward message from God to Ezekiel, and hopefully a very straight message to you and I. In essence, God is getting across the point, if you do what I say, if you live by my decrees, you will live. The righteous man will live. The soul who sins is the one that will die. There is, was, and will always be eternal consequences to living and remaining in sin. Do you hear that? There will always be eternal consequences to living and remaining in sin. Ezekiel 18.20 says this, The one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent, nor will the parent share the guilt of the child. The righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them, and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against them. You and I are accountable for how we live. Oh, we can blame people all we want to, how we turned out. But ultimately, you and you alone will stand before Almighty God and give an account for your life with nothing working as an excuse because God knows your heart. 
He knows your intent. He knows your action. We can claim to be all sorts of things, but that doesn't mean much. I can claim to be a, an able-to-fix uh, mechanic, but I can tell you this, I don't have a lot of mechanical building uh, uh, ability in me. In fact, sometimes if I even attempt something that turns out disaster, I need to learn it before I do it. I can't put things together. My wife is amazing at doing that, but it's not necessarily my gift, and I, I'll own up to it. Sometimes we put ourselves in other shoes and think it's no big deal. I can handle their pressure. We all are tempted. Every one of us deal with temptations pretty much on a daily basis, and we think we might be able to handle it better than others. I heard a story about a minor league baseball player coach, uh, base, excuse me, a player, uh, baseball coach that was so disgusted with one of his players' performance in center field that he ordered him to the dugout, and the manager went out himself to play the position. The first ball that came to him took a bad hop and hit him in the mouth. The next one was a high fly ball that he lost in the sun and it bounced off his head. The third pitch was a line drive that he died for and it hit him in the eye. Furious, the major ran back to the dugout, grabbed the fielder and reply and re- that he had replaced and shouted, You idiot! You've got center field so messed up that I can't even fix it. Well, there you go. It's kind of a crazy story, but uh, a story that makes you think. Sometimes people think they have all the answers think they can do it, you know, and the truth of the matter is we have all sorts of situational things that we deal with all the time. Giving, giving in to temptation births sin, and people, we need to avoid sin like the plague. Listen to James in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. But each person is tempted, and when they are dragged away by their own evil desires, and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. You will always be tempted in this world, and you will always have a choice to make. And the closer one stays to Almighty God, the easier it is to say to say uh, no to the sins of the world that overwhelm us. We need to learn to say no. I've talked about choices all my life with my daughter. And, you know, it's her her choice to say no, and I'm so proud of her. So many times she's made the right decision. Too many people put themselves in a situation that gives them an easier avenue of birthing sin. Many just uh, dangle the apple in front of them, flirting with the things of the world instead of running from the very appearance, appearance of evil. Ezekiel was dealing with all sorts of folks who flirted with evil and fell victim to the evil that was before them. And they, pray, uh, they paid the price as God brought judgment to the people. What is it? Why can't we get it? Why is it that we can't understand that our major consequences, there are major consequences for being disobedient to God? Yes, we continue down a road of disruption, but we continue to be immoral, We continue to be drunk. We continue to lie and to steal. We continue to be unfaithful to God. Is it that we are hungry to see the wrath of God? The fault lies in our own corner. Just like God told Ezekiel, the kids can blame their parents, their parents can blame their kids. Oh, if you wouldn't have forced me to go to church, I wouldn't have turned out this way. People of God, we're going to stand before him, each one of us. Lord bless you. 
Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.